0: This is Peter Rosenberger, and one of the reasons I wrote my new book, A Minute for Caregivers, is because I remember the sinking, despairing feeling of struggling as a caregiver. No one knew what to say to me. I didn't understand, and others didn't understand me. For decades, I foraged along and tried to find my path through this medical nightmare that Gracie and I have endured for nearly 40 years. And I've learned to speak the language of caregivers. I speak fluent caregiver. No pastor, no counselor, no medical provider, no friend should ever throw their hands up and say, I don't know what to say to that caregiver. Because I do. Give them a copy of this book. is called A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day Feels Like Monday. They're easy to read, one-minute chapters that speak directly to the heart of a caregiver and you can get them wherever books are sold. A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day Feels Like feels like Monday. Friends don't let friends care give alone. on American Family Radio. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is the nation's number one show for you as a family caregiver. How are you holding up? How was your Thanksgiving? How are you doing today? This is for those of you who are pushing the wheelchair, staying up late at night, cleaning up, doing laundry, back and forth to doctor's offices, dealing with all types of drama and task and heartache, loneliness, all the things that involve being a caregiver and joy. And excitement and passion and love. But it's for the family caregiver. I'm Peter Rosenberger. I'm in my 35th year as a caregiver and bringing you an understanding of the journey so that you and I both can get strong together, stronger together. We can stay healthier, calmer, and dare I say it, even more joyful. Welcome to the show, 888 589 8840. 888 589 8840. I want to start off with something a little bit different since we just finished with Thanksgiving. And I, I wanted to share this hymn with you. I'm a big fan of the hymns. I grew up on them. I, I learned how to play the piano with hymns and so forth, and I love them dearly. And this is a hymn that was written um, many, many, many years ago, back in the 1600s. And the trivia question is, and this is going to be kind of hard. Admittedly, it's going to be hard. But that's okay, because y'all like, y'all like hard questions. So here we go. Who wrote this hymn? Who wrote the text for this? And um, and see if you guys know this. I think you'll. um, It you're you're probably gonna have to Google it, but that's okay. Who wrote this hymn? And the hymn is called "Now Thank We All Our God." Now Thank We All Our God. Now some of you may know this. I'm gonna play a little. Here's a few bars of it. All right, but listen to the text here. Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices who wondrous things has done in whom his world rejoices, who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts. Sorry, I had to change pages. With Countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Okay, who wrote this hymn? And why is this important to us as caregivers? This was written... During the Thirty Years' War, and a lot of people consider this more of a, um, uh, a German civil war, but there was, there was more going on than this. And this particular pastor wrote this lyric. Now, let me set the table for you on this thing. Thirty years this war went on, and it was a ghastly war. This pastor estimated that he did in one year alone— Uh, 4,000 funerals one day in one day he did 50 but one of those 4,000 was his own wife in one year 4,000 now my my father's a pastor he's done a lot of funerals over the years and I've performed and played the piano done all the music for him and and other pastors as well but I've never done more than one in, in a day this guy was doing 4,000 a year. That average, I'd ask about 15 a day. And one of and I know that one day he did 50, 50 funerals. And he wrote this hymn during that time. Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices, who wondrous things has done. In him, his world rejoices. And the second verse, oh, may this bounteous God through all our life be near us with ever joyful hearts and blessed peace to cheer us and keep us in his grace and guide us when perplexed and free us from all ills in this world and the next. That's an amazing text when you know the backdrop of, of what this man was doing. He was burying 4,000 people in one year due to this horrific war. And I know a lot of pastors who truly shy away and hate doing funerals. They they do. They just don't like doing them. And they'd rather get up there and, and preach all the kinds of you know big positive messages and all this kind of stuff. But this is the role of pastor. I wrote an article um, some I don't, know, I don't know how long it was ago. I think Jim. I think it was in the stand um, with the, the AFA put it in their blog. The stand. You can go out to AFA. Uh, dot net slash the stand and see uh, what, you know, all the things I've written. You can just search by name and there's so many other things out there, but it was in some other publications as well. It was called the lost office of pastor because this is what pastors do. They pastor all the way to the cemetery and it's costly, but this man's theology was beyond what I can even imagine to, to be able to write a lyric like that. Now, how does that apply to us as caregivers? Some of us have been in this journey a long time, but we haven't had to look at the carnage that someone like this man has writ- had to look at and then was able to write this hymn. But we could draw strength from his faith. We could draw strength from his commitment to uh, understanding the principles of God that extend beyond what we see and experience in this world. That hymn in Germany is the second most. Uh, performed hymn, sung hymn in the entire country. You know what the first one is? I'll give you a bonus trivia question if you get this one. What the first one is, and uh, it, it is is an extraordinary piece of music that faded away from a lot of churches, but it's about what we talk about on this show, that we're going to stand firm and be resilient and see the principles of God in the midst of whatever, if this guy can do it while he is burying 4,000 people in his own town where he lives, including one of them is his wife, 50, 50 services one time in one day, if he can do this, doesn't that give us a little extra courage to say, okay, what is he finding out that we need to know? What is he seeing that we need to see? What is he experiencing in God that would benefit us? Now thank we all our God. All praise and thanks to God, the Father now be given, the Son and Him who reigns with them in highest heaven, the one eternal God, whom earth and heaven adore, for thus it was, is now, and shall be evermore. What an extraordinary hymn to write in the face of such horrific, horrific loss and sorrow and heartache. And so I say that to you today as my fellow caregivers, because this is, what, this is how I do it. This is what anchors me. Now in my 35th year as a caregiver, and I've had to look at a lot of hard things. Gracie and I have had to walk through very painful, painful things, and it's unending. It doesn't show any signs of ending. Can I be thankful in it? Can I be resolute? Can I see the big picture? I can't do it without God's help, but I can do it because he says that I can, and so can you. So can you. No matter what is going on in your life right now, he can and will and does equip us to face these things with steadfastness, fortitude, and strength. Now, those are things that don't play real well on a lot of Christian media. We all want to get our breakthrough. We all want to get delivered of this thing and get on so we can go live our happy lives. But if you got any kind of length of time in this as a caregiver, you understand that happiness is, is, a, is a poor goal. Healthiness is a better one. Where we can be spiritually healthy, physically healthy, emotionally healthy, financially healthy, all the above. We can do these things pursuing that line of thinking, not just saying, I just want to feel good. Because it's not about feeling good. It's not about feeling better. It's just not. It's about being better. And part of being better is understanding the magnificence of our Savior in the context of the horrificness that we look at sometimes. This man did it you know his name give us a call 888-589-8840 he wrote now thank we all our god he was a pastor give us a call if you know it that's an obscure one you may have to look it up but that's okay 888-589-8840 or whatever else is on your mind would love to hear from you this is peter rosenberger this is hopeful the caregiver will be right back
1: have you ever struggled to trust god when lousy things happen to you i have i'm gracie rosenberger and in 1983 i experienced a horrific car accident leading to 80 surgeries and both legs amputated. I questioned why God allowed something so brutal to happen to me. But over time, my questions changed, and I discovered courage to trust God. That understanding, along with an appreciation for quality prosthetic limbs, led me to establish Standing with Hope. For more than a dozen years, we've been working with the government of Ghana and West Africa, equipping and training local workers to build and maintain quality prosthetic limbs for their own people, on a regular basis, we purchase and ship equipment and supplies. And with the help of inmates in a Tennessee prison, we also recycle parts from donated limbs. All of this is to point others to Christ, the source of my hope and strength. Please visit standingwithhope.com to learn more and participate in lifting others up. That's standingwithhope.com. I'm Gracie, and I am Standing with Hope.
0: Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. How are you holding up? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, Jim, during the break, sent me a text that uh, on the stand at afa.net, you can read my article, The Lost Office of Pastor. It was posted on May 9th, 2020. Way to go, Jim. Jim was on top of it. And uh, I, I have a heart for pastors, and, and I, I want them to understand that there are people out there that, that support them in what they do, and they, they pray for them, they understand. it. And, and, and what we've done is we've segmented so much of the the, the, the office of pastor. We have guys that do they're just going to preach, or these guys are just going to teach, or these guys are just assigned to minister in the hospital, whatever. But if you're called to ministry, you're called to pastor, because that's what Jesus was. He pastored people. And I'd encourage you to go out and read this at the stand and all the articles they have out there. But you could just, it was on May, um, let me see what that was again. It was May 9th, 2020. Uh, I've got a um, uh, couple of people say that they know the answer, which I'm very impressed about. Because it's a little bit of an obscure thing of who wrote this hymn, Now Thank We All Our God. Now Thank We All Our God. So I've got uh, Nancy in Arkansas. Nancy, good morning. How are you feeling?
2: Uh, good morning, but I didn't mean to talk on the radio.
0: <laughs> well, that's all. Right. I didn't mean to either, Nancy. Uh, do you go? You know the answer to the question? Well, you want the the author of the words? Yes, ma'am. It was Martin, who was the pastor who wrote that lyric? Martin Reinker. Very, very good, and very good, Nancy. Do you know what? Yeah, we got to give you a big applause <laughs> here. Do you know? Uh, uh do you know the second question, which was what's the most performed, what's most sung hymn in Germany?
2: Is it the national anthem? Oh goodness, I can't keep it now. The hymn. Um, yeah, I know it. And they use it for the national anthem. Oh, you used to. Oh God the omnipotent? No, I'm not sure.
0: No, not this sure. is uh but but Martin Reichert's hymn is the second one. It was a... Uh, uh, now, think we all are. God is the second most performed one in Germany, but the first one is written by a guy named Martin Luther. Two Martins.
2: Well, I wanted to tell you that we don't sing anything but hymns in our church, and we've sung that song three times this week. And our pastor even used the words to the, you know, all the stanzas in in his sermon as an example.
0: Isn't, isn't that great? Well, you give you mm-hmm. give your pastor. A a lot of affirmation on that because that's you're getting some good solid theology on that because it's not about just you know everybody's got to feel better, everybody's got to be happy, happy, happy. It's about strengthening us to face the difficult times by anchoring us in the Word of God. That's why we do this show. That's what separates this show out from any other show for caregivers that I've ever heard is that we are going to plow deep into the Word of God to make sure that we are equipped. With strong theology, so that we can face these things, so that we can be strong in the midst of these things, and and so I I am really really happy for you that you're in a church that understands that and is and is doing that for well, you, and so thank it's you. Small, but <laughs>
2: you know, it's not. That's joyful, all right. Is it joyful,
0: joyful we adore thee? No, well, ma'am. Probably not. Now that was that was from Beethoven. Uh, but I want. Yeah. But you got the you got the hard question right, Martin Reinkert You did a great job on that, Nancy. So thank you and thank you for listening to the show. Oh, I wouldn't. Don't listen to anything else. Well, you listen. Thank you very much. And you behave yourself today. All right. Bye. All
2: right.
0: Okay. All right, bye-bye.
1: Hey, this is John Butler, producer of Hope for the Caregiver, and I have learned something that you probably all know, that Gracie, his wife, uh, lost her legs many, many years ago and started a prosthetic limb outreach ministry called Standing with Hope, and recently they ended up with a rather unique and unexpected partner. Peter had a conversation with Gracie, and take a listen.
0: Gracie, when you envisioned doing a prosthetic limb outreach, did you ever think that inmates would help you do that?
1: Not in a million years.
0: When you go to the facility run by Core Civic and you see the faces of these inmates that are working on prosthetic limbs that you have helped collect from all over the country that you put out the plea for and they're disassembling, you see all these legs like what you have, your own prosthetic legs. And arms too. And arms. Everything. When you see all this, what does that do to you?
1: Makes me cry because I see the smiles on their faces and I know, I know what it is to be locked someplace where you can't get out without somebody else allowing you to get out. Of course, being in the hospital so much and so long. And so um, the, these men are so glad that they get to be doing, um, as, as one band said, something good finally with my hands.
0: Did you know before you became an amputee that parts of prosthetic limbs could be recycled?
1: No, I had no idea. You know, I thought of peg leg. I thought of wooden legs. I never thought of titanium and carbon legs and flex feet and sea legs and all that. I never thought about that.
0: As you watch these inmates participate in something like this, knowing that they're they're helping other people now walk, they're providing the means for these supplies to get over there, what does that do to you just on a heart level?
1: I wish I could explain to the world what I see in there. And I wish that I could be able to go and say, the, this guy right here, he needs to go to Africa with us. I, I never not feel that way. I, every time, you know, you always make me have to leave. I don't want to leave them. I, I feel like I'm at home with them. And I feel like that we have a common bond that I would have never expected that only God could put together.
0: Now that you've had an experience with it, what do you think of the faith based programs that Core Civic offers?
1: I think they're just absolutely awesome. And I think every prison out there should have faith based programs like this because the return rate of the men that are involved in this particular faith based program. And the other ones like it, but I know about this one. Are it's just an amazingly low rate compared to those who don't have them, and I think that that says so much. That doesn't have anything to do with me. It just has something to do with God using somebody broken to help other
0: broken people. If people want to donate a used prosthetic limbs, whether from a loved one who passed away, or you know somebody who outgrew them, you've donated some of your own. For them to do how, do how do they do that? Where do oh, they find it?
1: Please go to standingwith dot com slash recycle. Standingwithhope.com dot com slash recycle.
0: Thanks, Gracie. You've heard me talk about Standing with Hope over the years. This is the prosthetic limb ministry that Gracie envisioned after losing both of her legs. Part of that outreach is our prosthetic limb recycling program. Did you know that prosthetic limbs can be recycled? No kidding. There is a correctional facility in Arizona that helps us recycle prosthetic limbs. And this facility is run by a group out of Nashville called Core Civic. And we met them over 11 years ago. And they stepped in to help us with this recycling program of taking prostheses and you disassemble them. You take the knee, the foot, the pylon, the tube clamps, the adapters, the screws, the liners, the prosthetic socks, all these things. We can reuse and inmates help us do it. Before Core Civic came along, I was sitting on the floor at our house or out in the garage in, when we lived in Nashville, and I had tools everywhere, limbs everywhere, <laughs> and feet, boxes of them, and so forth. And I was doing all this myself, and I'd make the kids help me. And it got to be too much for me. And so I was very grateful that Core Civic stepped up and said, Look, we are always looking for faith based programs that are interesting and that give inmates a sense of satisfaction. And we'd love to be a part of this. And that's what they're doing. And you can see more about that at slash recycle. So please help us get the word out that we do recycle prosthetic limbs. We do arms as well, but the majority of amputations are, are lower limb. And that's where the focus of Standing with Hope is. And that's where Gracie's life is with her lower limb prostheses. And she's used some of her own limbs in this outreach uh, that she's recycled. I mean, she's been an amputee for over 30 years. So. You go through a lot of legs and parts and other types of materials, and you can reuse prosthetic socks and liners if they're in good shape. All of this helps give the gift that keeps on walking, and it goes to this prison in Arizona where uh, it's such an extraordinary ministry. Think about that. Inmates volunteering for this. They want to do it, and they've had uh, amazing times with it, and I've had very moving conversations with inmates that work in this program and you can see, again, all of that at standingwithhope.com slash recycle. They're putting together a big shipment right now for us to ship over. We do this pretty regularly throughout the year as inventory rises, and they need it badly in Ghana. So please uh, go out to standingwithhope.com slash recycle and get the word out and help us do more. If you want to offset some of the shipping, you can always go to the giving page and be a part of what we're doing there We're purchasing material in Ghana that they have to use that can't be recycled. We're shipping over stuff that can be. And we're doing all of this to lift others up and to point them to Christ. And that's the whole purpose of everything that we do. And that is why Gracie and I continue to be Standing with Hope. Standingwithhope.com
1: Take my hand